Rural Focus. Hello there to you. It's Troy Stockton with another Rural Focus podcast. Hopefully your day going along nicely. Hey, coming up in today's podcast, we're going to catch up with Marie Gooch from Safe Farms WA. The inquiry still continues around regional WA today, but there have been some key messages to come out of the inquiry. What are they? Well, we'll find out very soon. What's in a farmer's lunchbox? Well, some farmers have been on social media saying, hey, look, what's in my lunchbox? Some of them not too healthy, but anyway, uh, they have been out and about. And so, too, we have asked the farmers around WA what is in their lunchbox. We'll chat to a WA farmer about what's in his lunchbox. Well, more to the point, what his mum is putting in his lunchbox. And he's not too scared to, to show it off as well on his social media pages. But, uh, well, the WA state opposition, they have come out saying that, uh, well, hopefully the next ag minister here in WA will fit in with WA farmers. Here's what the shadow WA agriculture minister, Colin DeGrasser, had to say. The next minister needs to have a strong commitment to supporting the live export industry here in Western Australia, which is a very big employer and a very important industry to our food production system here in WA. So they need to work very hard with the federal government to ensure that that industry is continued. The WA Shadow Agriculture Minister, Colin DeGrasse, speaking there and, yeah, couldn't agree more with uh, what Colin had to say there just the other day. It is Troy Stockton. It is the Rural Focus podcast. Time right now to find out and see how the Catanning sheep sale went just the other day. The man in the know from Nutrient Livestock. Hello there, Mark Warren. Yeah, morning, Troy, and morning, listeners. How did you go there yesterday? Yeah, a few extra numbers, Troy. So we had a total of 6,897. It was up 2,109 on last week. Yeah, look, the market wasn't too bad. The the lamb job was actually dearer for a change, which was great. But uh, yeah, look, some of the lighter sheep still proving hard to sell. But yeah, look, overall, the the uh, heavy crossbred lambs, uh, they're up to three to four. They sold from 125 to 139. Better light trade to trade lambs sold from 115 to 120. They are also up three to four. Uh, light trade lambs uh, sold from 95 to 110. Uh, feeder type lambs sold from 70 to 90. Very light and plain stores sold from 60 to 70. Uh, heavy mutton. They sold from 110 to 120. Wasn't big heaps of heavy mutton there. The better trade mutton sold from 90 to 100. Uh, better boning ewes, yeah, they sold from 70 to 80, but it was a bit of a tough market. Uh, very light and plain ewes uh, proved a bit hard to move. They sold from 40 to 70, depending on condition. Uh, merino weather hoggets, uh, not many of those uh, this week compared to the last couple of weeks. The better end of them sold from 90 to 100. They're probably back five to six. Better stores sold from 50 to 70. Uh, once again, uh, merino ewe hoggets, uh, once again, the number were back there as well and quality. Uh, they're down five to six. They're both sold from 70 to 85, depending on quality. Better stores sold from 40 to 50. Uh, the odd pen of heavy weathers uh, basically lacked a fair bit of competition on those. The better end of them sold from 60 to 80. Better stores sold from 50 to 70. Uh, the ram job, not much change in the ram job, unfortunately. The better end of the sales sold from 30 to 40. Uh, very light and plain old rams making from 10 to 20. But uh, yeah, look, overall, the market wasn't too bad yesterday yep. um, but yeah we're still obviously reporting on a lot of light store sheep so which we have been for the last couple mm. of months so so yeah as I said the, the market's better than that outside the trade sale but yep. yeah look it ticked along okay it was a bit of a sign of, uh, of things to you know picking up which All is right. good. Now mate just quickly before you do go how did that sale at Narragin go last week? Oh the sheep you sale the had there, yeah. yeah we um, yeah no ended up pretty good result there at Narragin overall so uh, yeah everyone was uh, everyone was pretty happy I think 
think uh, a lot of the young ewes averaged uh, over 150 bucks, and um, and the lambs were um, yeah anywhere between 80 and 110 dollars as well. So yeah, pretty good result there at Narragin. Do it all again next Wednesday at Catanning again, mate. Yeah, next Wednesday, and then then that Friday we've got a big ewe sale at Catanning. Okay. So we'll have uh, we'll have about 15,000 sheep there next Friday, uh, the 18th. Yep. So at Catanning. So yep. uh, yeah, probably one of the last chance to get some good ewes because they do get a bit hard to find after November. So, yeah, 1 o'clock start at Catanning on the 18th. There'll be about 15,000 sheep cool. there. So anyone wanting to buy any good ewes, uh, now would be the time. Don't forget about that uh, next Friday there at Catanning. Mate, uh, I know you've got another busy day ahead. Enjoy. We'll speak to you again next week. Thanks, Troy. The following interview on the Rural Focus podcast is a paid interview. A reminder, this may not be the right product for you and other goods and services may be available. Time right now to catch up with Marie Gooch from Safe Farms WA. Good morning. Morning, Troy. Thanks for having us. That's all right. Uh, now, you did attend the Ag Inquiry session, which I think has just about been everywhere around uh, WA recently. Uh, some feedback on behalf of around 16 ag businesses. What were some of the key messages to, to come out of this inquiry? Uh, the inquiry is still going on, okay. and Pam Scott is the independent inquirer who's been put in place by WorkSafe. And I have to say, Pam is one of the uh, most practical, pragmatic, and I think thorough people I've ever met. Yep. And in a very positive way, that I think it will be um, important that Pam finds or what what she will find, um, and the feedback that's provided back to WorkSafe about you know how things are happening, why things are happening. She's very thorough. She goes and investigates research and all sorts of things. I was uh, in attendance at the uh, inquiry session in Perth, and yep. there's been some in Albany and Geraldton and Meriden and around. And just prior to that, I put it out to the members of Safe Farms. You know, was there anyone that actually wanted to provide information back to that inquiry? Um, and there were quite a number. We ended up sending in 16 extra submissions mm-hmm. as yep. well as the one that Safe Farms put in and uh, in a confidential way so that people could have their say but their, their privacy was protected because you know some just didn't feel comfortable submitting something they didn't want to put themselves in the spotlight, I suppose. But the very positive things in there were, as Pam had asked for, some strong feedback, which, you know, that's good. So um, being very positive and proactive about safety on the farms and asking for help and support by the government departments is um, important. So that was, you know, a really great thing that our members were comfortable with us doing that in a confidential way. Can you tell us what those key messages to come from this were? Uh, being proactive and not, you know, the carrot, not the stick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that there were some strong messages with, you know, we're doing this yeah. uh, and it's the paperwork that can be overwhelming but also very time-consuming. However, as we know, to do that paperwork, inverted commas, whether it be electronically or in paper format, is important if something does go wrong. But I think the really important message that came out of it and back to me was that there are quite a number of ag businesses and members who were being very proactive prior to see, um, sorry, hay and harvest starting, yep. where they've sort of done their line in the sand, we're doing our um, regroup prior to starting a busy time. We're talking about fatigue management. We're talking about nutrition. We're talking about you know getting the systems and procedures in place, and then also training and deeming people competent because you know we have been struggling with the numbers of uh, people being available to work yeah, yeah. for this coming harvest as yeah. well. Uh, apparently, they can now download the WorkSafe Ag checklist. Is 
Uh, yes, that we've got from? that available on the Safe Farms website. Okay. So if anyone needs it, they can go to that. They can get it also, of course, from the WorkSafe yeah. DMERS website. Yeah. It's just a bit hard to find. So if anyone wants to, we actually recommend that you get a hold of it and have a look at it. There are 18 pages if you want to print it off. Um, it is in a PDF format, so you can do it electronically. But as a line in the sand and being positive and proactive, it's not a bad thing to actually uses a bit of a check and a balance for you and your business and then you can sort of do some risk mitigation and plan yeah. and prioritise and then allocate some resources to ensuring that you know safety is front of mind in your business. See, one of the key messages was complete inductions and training. Uh, are farmers doing that around WA? I actually think it's, there's been a shift, um, okay. whether it's the new legislation or if it's this ag inquiry. Yeah. We have been very busy. Okay. The lovely Janine has been incredibly busy pumping out you know, up to 10 or 20 memberships yeah. a week, which is awesome, which means yeah. I've then got to do 10 or 20 um, <laughs> you know, onboarding calls, which is great because I actually get to speak to real people. Yeah. By doing inductions, you're aligning with the legislation, so that is a very strong and stringent requirement. But then you find out the skills gaps and knowledge gaps of the yeah. people that you're yeah. working with and also how they approach risk. So, you know, are they the, the tortoise slow and steady wins the race or are they the, the rabbit racing to the, the finish line? You kind of want someone in between, one from a productivity perspective, but also, you know, you want someone who's slow and methodical yeah. and takes yeah. safety really seriously. Um, and then you provide the training, which again aligns with the legislation, but they might have worked on a farm before, but have they worked on yours? So you give them the training um, and do that site induction that is aligning and, you know, referring to your business. Are there any fines to WA farm? if this isn't done? Uh, the legislation states that a PCBU prescribed corporate body unit, the fine started around 250000 and can go up to millions. So it's a good idea to get your house yeah. in order and get this culture happening. And it is very much about a safety culture with safety underpinning every decision that you make. So the fines are there. It does take a lot of effort and um, sometimes up to two years to possibly have that proven and that is what uh, the WorkSafe Commissioner has spoken about more recently in the last couple of weeks. However, you don't want it to get to that. You want to be proactive about it and it's better to be um, forewarned, forearmed and also doing it as part of it so that is your safety culture. Not be, you know, of course, concern about fines, but the better thing to do is to make it part of embedding into every day, everything that you do. And I like the last key message, uh, review, amend and celebrate. <laughs> well, yeah, we don't actually celebrate enough, I don't think, in um, Australia as much as we could. And I'm not talking, you know, go to the pub and have 10 <laughs> beers. I'm actually talking about acknowledging that yep. you're doing really good things yep. and you can sit down and have coffee and muffins and acknowledge and celebrate. Um, you might have a breakfast of your team to get together to um, kick off, you know, seeding and harvest and haymaking and, you know, getting the cows in if you're a dairy farmer. So I think review and amend is really important. You know, what do we keep? What do we let go? What do we do differently? And it doesn't need to be a whole day Mm. or five days of this. You can do this in a one-hour block. And I suppose a, a very important question, can you spare one hour in your very busy life times operations to focus on safety once a month, one hour once a month. Can you, you know, put that time aside? It's a rhetorical question because one would hope that yes, you would just yeah. put that time yeah. aside. But review and then so what do we keep? What do we let go? What do we do differently? And yeah, celebrate because, you know, if we're going home safe every day, we need to celebrate that. And all that information is up at the Safe Farms WA website? Uh, yes, it is. Yep. And, of course, contact us at admin at safefarms with an s.net.au for any other information. And um, 
come on board and become a member. Yeah, absolutely. Anything else before I do let you go this morning? Oh, just stay safe, everyone. It's, you know, we're heading into a busy time. Yeah. We're potentially fatigued. Everyone's a bit stressed. There's been some terrible weather systems go through, and I think that's causing stress to a lot of people. Just breathe, step back, take time to regroup and assess, you know, where you're at now and be ready to move forward. Marie Gooch from Safe Farms WA, thanks for your time this morning. Thanks again, Troy. Always a pleasure. The following interview on the Rural Focus podcast is a paid interview. A reminder, this may not be the right product for you and other goods and services may be available. Time to catch up with a bit of a, a larrikin. A lot of people getting a lot of feedback. Well, he's getting a lot of feedback uh, with the food that he posts up on his social media pages. He's hard at it, out at Pingley. Hey, Morrow, good morning, mate. Yeah, you going, Troy? Oh, I'm going very well. Uh, so, mate, you're getting a bit of feedback for uh, all these social media posts about food that you're putting up. Yeah, I'm up operating <laughs> the, the uh, bit of export hay. Okay. Starting hay with the, with the big bale stacker, and I've um, been um, digging into my lunchbox every day because I'm starting with my, my old lady. Well, I haven't been there for 30 years, and she's been putting some goodies in me lunchbox, and I'm half doing it to stir my wife up because she's never packed my life, packed my lunch. <laughs> Once since I've been married, but my my mum's putting all these goodies in, and um, I've been getting a bit of love for her, a bit of the old bit of the old cupcakes yeah. and uh, icing and butterfly cakes and jam sponge roll, and mate, killing it, living the dream out here in the bush. You gotta love that, you know, the good old home cooking, mate. You can't go wrong though, can you? Well, that's what I reckon, mate. It's no point having a packet of biscuits. My, my mum's a, um, been in the CWA for 50 years, so yeah, she's a fair yeah, baker. Yeah. And um, every day, I'm, half the excitement is opening up the lunchbox to see what goodies are in there today. I've, I've hit the jackpot today. I haven't put it up yet, but um, I reckon I had a look before. I've got mm. a bit of jam and cream sponge roll. I've mm. got a bit of strawberry chocolate slice with coconut on top. And then I've got a bit of chocolate mint slice as well. And I'm absolutely killing it, Troy. Absolutely, mate. You're just making me hungry already, Morrow. <laughs> yeah, well, you, need to, you need to give the old lady a call because I know there's some in the tin. So if you're going <laughs> on the south, south wandering road out of Pinsley, you need to pull in and ask Mum for a cuppa and she'll, uh, she'll serve you up. Yeah, no, you, you can't beat that. And you're getting a bit of feedback too, mate, by uh, by people seeing these posts. Yeah, well, I had a mate in the city who yeah. said to me, Where's your food post today? It's what the people want. But then I had, I did have a farmer's wife in Meriden a few weeks back said to me, could you stop putting it up? Because my husband, if he sees it, he's going to get jealous. So I might be getting in trouble. As I say, you, you can't go wrong with a bit of home, homegrown cooking. And at least your mum's looking after you, mate. That's exactly right. That's half the reason I'm out here. I thought I'd uh, in for a bit of a treat across hay season. I'm doing okay, although probably probably about five kilos heavier, so that's no good. <laughs> so yeah, they're doing hay season, mate. How is the hay season looking out that way? Yeah, it's going all right. These guys, these guys are carting out of uh, all around Pindley. We're mm. operating out of West Pindley, Two Belling at the moment, and they're, they're carting it into the export hay mob just outside of Brooklyn. So, okay. yeah, it's going all right. It's been going good. It's been a pretty good season out here so far. There was one crop that had lupin. They grew lupin there last year, and um, and it really, really came on. It's not that strong a country, but they had a real good crop, a crop of hay out there and a stack of bales. So, no, it's going good. So will you stay out there for harvest, mate, or are you looking to go elsewhere? Mate, I'm trying to find a bit of work. I'm just in between at the moment. I was in Africa earlier this year and I came back and just needed a bit of work and these guys had something on that for two ways. Yeah, one yeah. Someone wants you, mate. Um, Someone wants you. Yeah, no, nah, that's the blood in the truck. Um, oh, right, right. Yeah, so if anyone out there is looking for, for someone who can drive the big Johnnies, then give us a call.
<laughs> and you can take some food out with you as well, mate. You, 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 know, you, oh, you can feed them as yeah, well. Well, part of the deal, it has to be within 50 k's of mum's place so I can keep getting my lunch made at home. That's right, Troy. And I don't want to go too far from here, otherwise I'll have to buy something at the deli. you have to buy a sausage roll or something, mate. Yeah, no good, mate. No good. All right. So, uh, Morrow, mate, always uh, nice to chat. We might check in next week and see where you're at. All right. No worries, Troy. Thank you. If people want to dig it up, it's um, at Paul Morrow on the Insta handle. And uh, I don't know. I'll see how I go, whether I'll be out bush for much longer. I'm sure somebody will uh, will pick you up very soon there, Paul Morrison. Yeah, there he is. Chilling to Paul today because, well, we want to know what's in farmers' lunchboxes because Paul has been posting on his social media accounts on what his mum has been putting into his lunchbox. If you want to check it out, uh, you can check out the Rule Focus Facebook page. Take a photo of what's in your lunchbox. You know, we're not here to judge. Just want to see, because Paul's had a whole heap of cakes, so looks like he's uh, had a bit of a, a sugar rush. Is that you? Are you the same? You know, maybe you've got a custard tart in there or something. I don't know, but uh, check out the Rule Focus Facebook page there today. Uh, like the pic and take a pic and... Post yours up there. Love to see you. So come on, farmers. We want to know what's in your lunchbox. Is it looking like Morrow's? I've been Troy Stockton, and I will have another Rule Focus podcast for you again very soon.